From racing.com and top sport, this is a good three with Dr. Turf, Matt Welsh and Paul Tatnall. Well, second time lucky. The uh, the microphones are now plugged in. Welcome to another edition of A Good Three. I'm Don't Matt give Welsh. up secrets of the, of the craft to the punters. Come on. Craft. You call this craft? <laughs> are you kidding, Turfy? Fair call. Uh, very quickly, yeah, we've got a big weekend of racing this weekend, Turfy. And uh, again, though, it's pouring with rain in Sydney. It is. It is horrendous. And I was watching uh, Canterbury yesterday just out of curiosity and uh, I think they ran, 112, uh, they ran 120 for one of the 1,200 metre races. James McDonald said it was the heaviest track he'd ever ridden on. Uh, I would say they would be in heaps of trouble for um, for the great meeting on Saturday. We'll touch on that meeting a little bit later. Paul, how's the week been? It's been a lot quieter than last week's, Matty. I give you the red hot tip. Who are no. you going to offend this week? I offend you if you're not careful. Um, I am. Oh, hello. I am. Wow. The corpse is twitching. The uh, <laughs> give me a bit of an insight. I am counting down to the first break I've had since the pandemic. So um, I'm going to miss. See, I don't live a retired old man's life like Turf. Where it's, <laughs> yeah, but where I'm, it's, I'm not on seven figures. Either. Where it's golf nap, <laughs> alcohol nap, nap nap nap, podcast nap golf. Hang on, you left out a nap, I reckon. But go on. <laughs> so uh, you will miss me as of, I've got one podcast left before I uh, uh, take the kids away. And then you, you know what they say in this business, Paul? What's that? Too? Never take a holiday. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what? It, I got married last year and missed a big story, and I know, I'm pretty sure something's going to drop when I'm away as well. So anyway, such is life. If, I reckon if I work on the holiday... I'll come back uh, so divorced father or two. In actual fact, you could actually drop a huge bombshell today and the fact that you're going away next week suffer no consequences. But you've got some good yarns for Monday, um, which Matt and I will discuss on Monday. But, um, yeah, no, holiday, Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast without the kids and Phillip Island with the kids. So happy days. Let's move on to the sub-roll, Turfy. Oh, not again. The, well, well it, it reared its head again at Sandown on Wednesday when Worsfold... Who was what was he about a dollar eighty dollar ninety something like that? It was a late scratching in race four, and I don't want to go over old ground, but, um, but there's something fundamentally wrong with the sub rule. Should you be able to nominate, considering the technological age we are in, should there be some kind of techno- technology that lets you nominate a substitute? No, no. What should, should it be? There should be the, the, the multiple bet becomes uh, Void. Three, leg, three, three legs and a special dividend. And, yeah. and of course there is uh, the ability to do that. And uh, as I keep saying, my argument is not, and it doesn't affect me, you know, it didn't affect me yesterday or the other day when it happened on the CSA stakes. To me, it is a, an integrity issue. And you know, we how's it an integrity issue? Though? Because you can't, no matter what. But you bet, not, not you world bet, of you gambling bet, you're you involved bet, in. But you bet, knowing that if your horses are late scratching, it's clear Which is in a the rarity. Rules. It is a rarity. But there's no alternative. You, you yeah, yeah, the, the only alternative, alternative is to not take the bet. Okay, I agree that it, it'd be ideal if they could find a resolution that is fairer. But I don't think it's a necessarily an integrity of issue. It, of you bet, it's knowing an, what's going to happen. It doesn't have to happen. Yeah, yes, yes, it does happen. That's not a but but you, you you can't in any form of betting, no matter what it is. I mean, it's like taking a tax lotto number and oh, the ball didn't work that night. So it's, I know you took thirty six. We'll give you thirty three instead. That's that's in something that has no integrity at all because uh, buying a ticket doesn't necessarily increase your chances of winning tax lotto. But you cannot 
pick a football team or a golfer and for whatever reason that competitor doesn't take its place and the public tells you because it is the public saying well guess what you're it's on really that one. it's really a couple of people it's a couple of big syndicates who who dominate the tote pools these days yeah, it, it's a it's an absurdity and when there's a, a logical remedy um, it sticks in my core look this has been this argument has been Shane Templeton used to bring this up on Melbourne radio 40 years ago it's never changed and it's not going to change I'm just saying you know, don't bang on about integrity because integrity... Uh, what, 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 so you, you think that basically that horse should be scratched. You don't have to worry about what happens in that race. Instead of being a, a quaddy... That particular combination becomes just, a treble. A treble, yeah. Yep. I, I agree with you for what it's worth. I 100% um, agree with you, well, I think. I'm not so sure. <laughs> don't be nasty. Anyway, uh, look, I don't, you know, it, it happened again yesterday. And I tell you, and I said this the other day, that the day... It happens when Winx is $1.05 or Black Caviar is $1.05 and it's the leg of the Daily Double and the leg of the Quaddy and it's a late scratching and you go onto another horse which gets beaten and we're talking then about across Australia maybe $10 million bucks worth of bets going south, then they might actually have a look at it. They won't look at it ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, it's been a big week up at Inglis. We know the Easter sale is generally one of the strongest sales, sales in the country, if not the strongest sale in the country. But in the space of uh, a couple of hours on Wednesday, three lots went through the ring for a combined $7.25 million. A filly at $2 million, a cult at two point two five, and then Son of Zustar for, for $3 million. Turfy, where'd you find the money? Was it in the ashtray? You know something? Not only have I never been to a uh, yearling sale, I don't even watch them on the tally because I have absolutely no interest. It is an extraordinary amount of money. I struggle to think about the sustainability of it, for one. I heard this morning that it's the highest amount in a Southern Hemisphere sale in the history. You've got to be careful. There's a, plenty of pork pies told at uh, around yearling sales time uh, over the years. Uh, there's all sorts. Of, I, I mean, I'm not saying this hasn't been a highly successful sale or some big sales. I think there's a stack of bulldust goes on there. Pure the money. Oh, I have no doubt about that. The pure the money spent on the on the horses. It's my I've been told the most spent in a uh, sale in the Southern Hemisphere. Obviously, we need to check that out. But the no, there, there, there has been higher priced yearlings. No, there no, was I'm not talking about the... Oh, value. the dollar value, talking, yeah. 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 But the actual... Uh, the $3 million is an extraordinary amount of money. Clearly, what am I trying to say? The sustainability of it for me is how much how much higher can we go? What's the re- likely return on these cults? Uh, it's it's a, I don't know. I just Looking at the dollar figures last night and it's like, jeez. Well, a lot of these big priced... Cults are being bought by syndicates. Yeah. So you've got Coolmore with a, with yeah, a, with a buyer that. of it, but they'll bring other studs into it and they'll share the horse. And they've, they've got to try and make a stallion, much like they did with with Home Affairs. That's that's the challenge for the 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 big studs is they've got to try and make a syndicate. But more interestingly, mm-hmm. what would you do with three million? I know you've got three million too. If you got a lot more than that, but what would you do with three million? What do you mean? If I had found, would you buy a cult or? Uh, no, I'd punt. No, with another three, <laughs> with another three million, you should mean. I've got limited interest. I mean, I, I own horses, but it's it's not my passion. My passion's punting. I'd I'd rather uh, have a real crack. <laughs> See if you could turn it into five or six. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or one. But the, <laughs> average, the uh, average on the sale prices rose by forty thousand dollars this year to four hundred and eight thousand dollars. 
it's starting to become. It always has been a, a sport and a sale for those in the turf's tax bracket, but it's really getting to the stage now where it's the big boys and the big syndicates. They are rollicking. They are the ones in charge. And um, I don't know. I just, I just, how high can we go? Yeah, do you watch the sales on the telly? I'm not sure. I tune in. Anything more boring? I, I actually, I must say, I, I quite enjoy going to. Magic Millions, particularly the theatre of the sales ring, and you know the social side of it's terrific. I, I actually quite like going to sales. I'm never going to buy anything, but I quite like it. Why not? I don't have enough money. Okay. Oh, no, I, I've got to be honest. I like buying tried horses. Yeah, no, well, and uh, I've had some success with it. Yes, we all. I think we all like that. You try and identify a horse with a, a trainer who, you know, you don't think's quite up to it. Yeah, uh, and there's plenty out there. Terry, uh, your mate Ollie, he's shooting for fourteen. Oaks victories on Saturday—that's unbelievable. It, it is, and he has—he's got an astonishing record now that uh, doesn't really seem to be on the wane. Uh, somebody asked him uh, the other day, uh, "Was he thinking about retirement?" He said, "Oh, you know, it's crossed my mind." So, what is he? Forty-nine? Is he? I think he's is fifty he? this I year. Think I think he's fifty this year. So, um, fourteen Oaks, but you know, he is a masterful stain. Uh, uh, of that there is no doubt I mean of course across all sort of distances but um, he is one of the great staying jockeys of all time how long can Ollie keep going someone asked me this the other day and I he's fit I see him geez, good. I seen him at a, um, a surf spot called Boobs once um, right near Janjuk it's called Boobs um, good surfer as well how long can Ollie keep going I would well. It's not, you know. I mean, he's as fit as a fiddle, obviously, and <clears throat> still getting really good rides. Obviously, you know, he's prohibited, you know, from rides down in the weights these days. Um, but um, you know, he's still got that great job with Godolphin as being their Melbourne jockey. I would say it's his call. I mean, clearly, it would be his call. I don't think any stable would, uh, at the moment, would be hesitant in putting him on, no matter um, what the stable is. So he's riding Lavilli in the Oaks. His last win was back at the in the VRC Oaks last year on Willowy. He also won uh, Personal, Miami Bound, Princess Jenny. That was in the SA Oaks. Jamaica, she was a star mare. Special Harmony back in the 2003 Oaks. He, he went 12 years without an Oaks win as yeah. well in that uh, in that 14 wins. Just before we move on, though, from Ollie, you play a lot of golf with Ollie on Monday well, afternoons. Well, he's part of the same group that I'm involved with, yeah. Is he competitive on the golf course? Oh, jeez. Is he competitive on the golf course? Very, very tough. Very, very tough. He's off, I think he's off six or seven, something like that. What are you off, Turf? And I, he's just very, very hard to sort of um, – he never makes a Do you blow. Get the, have you ever got the better of him? Never. Wow. No. Handicap, so, what are you off? Certainly not financially, no, that's, that's for sure. That's strike two, I'll go for the third time. What yeah, do you play it's, off it's, when it comes to golf? It's like asking a, a lady her age. You don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> that high. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play, but I love playing. Mm. It's as simple as that. There you go. It could be in the 30s. I, I think it's it the first time I've ever seen Turf and uh, it's not quite in the 30s. away from a question. <laughs> Actually, I've played golf with Turfy. Yeah. Yeah. He hits the ball well. Yeah, I just, I'm just i erratic. He, <laughs> he has to tee off the yellows, though. Oh. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, yeah, no, just being... Anyway, Ollie, he, it's just an astonishing career with um, that record of Group 1s and... Um, wouldn't you... Th- I reckon he'd like to get one more big one away. You know, I'd imagine... And I'm... Just purely guessing. I haven't even asked him, but if he won a race like one of the cups this year, that might be the cue in the rack. Mm. That'd be terrific. He's been such a great jockey over such a long period of time. Mm. So, good luck to Ollie on Saturday. Let's get into Randwick. 
an early look. Very sloppy, Randwick. As we record Thursday morning, there's been 137.5 mil fall in the 24 hours till about 7.30am. So it's going to be a swamp. It is. It, it's. I mean, even even if it like stops raining and they get away with the meeting, yeah. you're going to sort of look back at the at this spring carnival and and wonder what could have been. You know, it's incredibly grueling for these horses. Plenty of horses that just haven't been given an, an opportunity because there are horses that just don't go through that sort of going. Um, I agree. I think it's been listening to radio this I morning. Mean, the winners have all been. Terrific winners, haven't they? I mean, they? the I mean, racing last weekend was, was as fantastic. good as we've seen. You know, yeah. yeah, but we're going to look back on the meeting, and even if we do get away with Saturday and a heavy, heavy, heavy 10, do we want racing to be consistently in that bracket? And they can do nothing about it. And there's no criticism of racing New South Wales, the track staff, whatever. But, Taya, it is, it, you look, you're right, you're going to look back and think, uh, you know, it would have been good to have at least some soft... One of the things is that I find quite remarkable is it hasn't really impacted... The fields at the top level. A no, lot no. of the good horses have still gone around. They haven't been blowouts. I mean, they haven't been how the hell did it win? It'll, you know? it'll be interesting to see how they pull up post campaign and whether they're a little bit flat when they come back next time around. But and the one thing remains strong wa- as well. Well, it, it'll still impact wagering, no matter well, the, what. It's going to have some yeah. impact, but it has been strong. The other thing is, uh, I heard them on the radio this morning talking about what do we do? You know, if we can't race Saturday, do we race Sunday? Do we race Monday? What about Newcastle? There's a fantastic opportunity for Racing Victoria here to here we su- go. suggest to Racing New South Wales, Flemington's vacant on... Oh, Flemington's no. vacant. Wouldn't that rock the boat? We can, we can run your distances. There's no issue there because there's some issue with some of the Newcastle distances for these traditional races. Why wouldn't they say, hey, Flemington, track will be absolutely perfect why don't you race down here? What sort of coverage do you think that would get in the, uh, the Sydney media? I just think I'd just like to see Peter Valandis have to respond to it. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be 28 degrees on Saturday as well. The sun will be out. I don't know. Imagine having... Send, send a whole having, bunch of floats north to go and pick them up. Imagine having the Randwick meeting at Flemington and still have our Caulfield meeting. They could have a ghost, a ghost yeah. meeting up at uh, Randwick, it get all would the people be, in the auditorium. What a weekend. They're going to have a Racing that Australia meeting in between race one and race two in the boardroom. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. They could finally get the parties, the boring parties yeah. in the same, at least in the same city. <laughs> same city, yeah. I There's a lot of pluses here. Are you going to reach out to Racing Victoria after this? Uh, no, no. Do they take your calls, Racing I, Victoria? I, I wouldn't have thought so. No. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but um, it's a no-brain if you ask me. I and I just, you know, he's a, put it this way. would If the same, if we were experiencing the same weather pattern, do you reckon Valand oh, is the smart aleck that he is? Do you reckon he wouldn't be sort of putting that out there? Page one, four and five in the Daily Telegraph tomorrow. Written by Ray Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, Peter Valand is offered to hold the, you know, the... the Melbourne Cup meeting or the Cup Carnival in Sydney due to Melbourne's inclement weather. You can just picture it. Of course he'd you do can. it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, quickly, Tiff, you were bemoaning the state of wait for age racing a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We have got probably the best race we have. No, no, look, I mean, Queen this Elizabeth is, this on is, Saturday. This is the grand final, uh, you know, and some of the lead-up races was uh, more what I was um, talking about. But certainly uh, you couldn't really have a better field for this one. Getting the clash of the different form lines as well. Now we see I'm um, Thunderstruck getting out to 2,000 metres. Animo, so dominant. 
you know, in his um, Guineas win and we saw him run so well on the Cox fight. The Cox fight, which people forget that Zaki didn't get to yeah. measure up to see whether he could have measured up with Animo. And don't forget, a very elegant finish behind Animo in that uh, Cox plate before her uh, Melbourne Cup glory. So there's, it's very, very interesting. And then you've got, you know, the new kid on the block, Jewess. You know, because you look at her form, the Tancred, eh, rubbish race. Um, the Australian Cup, you know, one of those wait-for-age races I'm talking about, really d- not deserving of Group 1 status. So d- does she measure up? Well, you've, you haven't even mentioned Montefilla, who went past very elegant like she was that nailed to the plastic. My mail is beat, the, beat very elegant comfortably, I should say. My mail is there was an issue with very elegant in the, right. the lead-up to that Has race. that issue been and rectified? that issue has been rectified. So... I heard that whisper. If you're betting now... Yes. Do you have an opinion? Uh... I have gone through the race, uh, and I think Zaki. And, and one of the other he, things is he a query on a wet track, though. Well, he is. I mean, he, he's slow track forms, but he's never been on it. And, and you know something? I said this to you last week that just because you handle a heavy eight and a heavy nine doesn't mean you're going to get through this ground. The one thing about Zaki, and you know, maybe this was evident in the Doncaster last week, is these horses who've been racing in Melbourne on good tracks, mm-hmm. I think, are going to have some advantage in the fact that they haven't been whacking away on these heavy 10s for the last month. They have to. It's just, it makes sense, right? Like and, and maybe their, their, their ability to work on better surfaces is relevant as well, Matt. I mean, there's a lot of... I won't bet in a race, but I'm just saying that's... It's a, it's a really interesting point, though. And, and you had I'm Thunderstruck came up from Melbourne last week, performed so well. Dewis off the Australian Cup came out and belted them in the Tancred going back north. Zaki obviously is coming off that All-Star Mile win, so I'd be interested to see how he goes. And second, or the, the trifecta out of the All-Star Mile ran one, two, three in the Doncaster, so that form is standing up really well. I, I find it hard to find an angle in the race, but I still think Animo has got a bit of X factor. No, he has. Uh, and, you know, you don't... I, I know he had, whatever he had in the Cox late 49 and a half, and this time a three-year-old in, in April, there's not such the huge weight advantage. But that's sort of irrelevant because he's turned... Um, we're now sort of, he's nearly a four-year-old and um, we don't, you'd love Zaki to have taken its place in the Cox Plate just to have been able to line those form lines up. Yeah, it would have been fascinating. That's, that's going to be a really good Queen Elizabeth. I can't believe it was only worth $500,000 in 2013. The last five winners have been winks, 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 a day, a day. Yeah. What I want you know what the total prize money in this race is? Earned? Five. 45 million. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's a, take you a long way in a tram. My wish for this race is two things. A, it doesn't go ahead on Saturday. Looking oh, at well, your wish no, for the race. I mean, no, I mean the, hold on. This isn't, gonna, this isn't another pony gate situation, uh, you know is what? it? You, can, you know what? You and I have words after this. The, um, oh, the, oh, that'll be a fascinating conversation. Uh, it's almost nap time. Almost nap time, sir. Um, oh, they gave the low blow no. as a response. <laughs> this is a fantastic field. I'd love to see the race run on a soft seven, even a heavy eight. I think it's in the interest of racing, instead of swimming on Saturday, that we get to see the field as it's assembled. That's not going to happen. I know. So it's 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 Unless they push back Uh, a week. Or they, well, how do you know what the weather's like? If they'd been saying that for the last three months up there, it wouldn't have mattered because it's rains every day They'd they'd finish the carnival in the middle of July. Andrew Bensley put a tweet up before that had on the 1100 metre mark, the dam to the left, had... Gone over the track. We're dreaming to think that in 48 hours, as the rain continues, 
that we're going to be racing on a track that is in the interest of racing. Flemington was underwater once. That's when they, they fixed it up. They fixed up the levee banks there and everything. But um, I remember Flemington being underwater. Very um, elegant's going to win the race, uh, just FYI, in case you're wondering. Wow. Um, no, conviction. So, thanks, yeah. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sydney Cup. Look at the handicap situation here. You've got a, a 56-kilogram top weight. <laughs> Second yeah. top weight is one of our favourites, Darsh and Sweet Jr. at 51 and a half. And it's a great one, please. This is a group three. One of the most interesting angles in it is we might have a a tongue-tied nomination after this on Saturday. You've got Darshan Sweet Jr., Alakakahan, Labol and Dadoosdart (laughs) all in the same race. Hopefully they settle two, three, four and five (laughs) in the run. He likes the wet Dadoosdart. Gee, you wish this meeting was at Flemington. (laughs) How good would it be? Come on, Racing Victoria. Just put it out there just, just to annoy them. They've got to do it. Yeah. Anyway. Get on the phone, Tep. Use private number. It might sneak through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Tep, I didn't realise you had a horse named after you one day. Um, what's brought that up? Are you talking about because there's that horse? Tip and Woody. Tip and Woody. Well, I, I maintain that a, a footballer or a sportsman almost gains some sort of immortality when they have a racehorse named after them. And Tip and Woody... Anthony McDonald. You're putting yourself up on that. No, 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 no. no I'll tell you about. I'm pretty sure Turfwood's in the rundown. I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about. He certainly did. Yeah, yeah, good. I'll tell you about the horse. But uh, don't you reckon that you know it's nice when you see uh, you know David Price, Price Bloodstock, who is a, I mean the horses races in Western Bulldogs colours, and all of his a lot of his horses. But the Bont and Norton and Raritan, the best one, of course, was that uh, he had little Caleb. <laughs> it was a very little race horse. <laughs> And what, very quick and ran about 900 metres, unfortunately. <laughs> but yes, there was a horse called Dr. Turf. My daughter asked me why Winx was called Winx the other day. Oh, yeah. So did you explain the story to her? Uh, no, I didn't. I just pretended I didn't quite understand the <laughs> idea. I think there was a strip club involved, wasn't there? Yeah, that, that's a very, uh, it's a not a, we're a family friendly podcast, Turf, and that's not going to cut the muster. You're the one who brought it up. Oh, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> on, yeah. no, no, the, the background I'm trying to. Uh, Trying to say. Uh, there was a horse. I've got to finish. There was a horse called Dr. Turf, and, and it was legless. <laughs> like it, it was... Aptly named then. It was uh, uncompetitive. When was this? Oh, about six, seven years ago. So there's a 10-year gap right between an old... Uh, you got to wait ten years before we can rename it the horse. Is that right? <laughs> yes. So got three years before so we can we can find the next benchmark. We're just doing a rice research to see if Jay Rothfield was in the ownership. No, I was not in the in the ownership, but I did actually speak to the owner uh, on radio once and interviewed him and said, "Look, you know, I wasn't really that offended uh, that you named the horse uh, Doctor Turf, but you could have asked me before gelding the horse." <laughs> Uh, and the, the that operation had no effect on the horse. It was look at him up. I'll t- I'm trying to find him. I don't, You'll I don't see how how legless that horse was. Here it is. We found it. Okay, Try, five starts. Yeah, six hundred and seventy dollars in prize. Well, that would have been rebates. Yeah, that's all rebates. <laughs> it's had five starts. Fifteenth of fifteen, beaten twenty-seven point four five on debut at Ballarat. Yeah, it copped a bit of interference. They say <laughs> yeah, it ran to the back of the ambulance. Really improved it at second start. Eighth of eighth, back on the sixteenth of September two thousand eleven, beaten uh, a measly twelve point five five. Oh, then a career peak at Hamilton. Yeah, likes Hamilton obviously. Who? Ninth of fourteen, beaten eleven lengths. Who trained it? Uh, 
It's not listed here. Just give me a sec. I, I don't really. The horse was uh, country trained. And uh, and then it had starts a Mertoro and Evoca where it didn't beat a runner home beaten uh, 11.45 and 15 lengths at Evoca. Yeah. And that no, was it. I told you it was no good. I mean, that is bad. <laughs> that, Looks you like know, the so made him go slower. I don't think Bryce Stanaway would have taken that horse on. <laughs> uh, there's a Welsh legend in at Caulfield on Saturday. Yes. Unfortunately not named after me, though. I'll give you the hot tip. I thought, but I saw that. I thought, oh, don't tell me. This has gone to his head now. So you, you're saying you have nothing that you haven't put in your wife's name or anything like that, like jockeys do? No, no, no. And uh, it's, I can assure you, it's certainly not named after me. But uh, Tip and Woody goes around a big price at Caulfield on Saturday. Speaking of Caulfield turf, I know you've had a really good look at the first half of the program. Yes, I Is I've, there anything. Uh, while you bring that, I'll just. I reckon the two-year-old race, the Reduce Choice, it's a good is an cl- absolute cracker. It, it is. There's two very, very promising. There's actually horses that have jumped out uh, in preparation for, the, for this that look like they've got a stack of ability. They just may have found the wrong race because well, the topic goes well, Cannonball. Yeah, he does. And of course, you're going to mention uh, Yowie, who uh, Johnny Sadler's filly, who was very, very impressive on debut. She was super there at Sandown. If you want to see a, a terrific jump out, go and have a look at her jump out at Pakenham between runs. She just dropped the head. She quickened up magnificently late. She runs second in the jump out uh, to an, another horse of John Sadler's who's going around later in the day, which I'll touch on shortly. But, gee, it was a nice bit of work. Mm. She travels well. She gives no indication whatsoever she's ever going to over-race in the run. She settles beautifully, drops her head, as I said, I normally lean to backing a good trial or jump out horse, and there are a number of them in this race, including Port Albert from Nick Ryan Stables, Sun Tzu, Eye of the Tiger from the McArdle Yard. They've all jumped out really well, but I, I, I reckon this could be a pretty special filly, Yowie, and I think she'll be winning on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting. You know, that, that Colt, um, was it Geelong, I think it resumed at, uh, Cannonball. It, it yeah, was, resumed in a good race. Yeah, yeah clearly. And I, I think he, the time was okay without being anything spectacular. He just did what he needed to do. Uh, to me, it's a match in two. And, and uh, probably the most inter- interesting race on the card, Matt. Have you got a bet in the early uh, part of the program? Yeah, I like, I like that horse Commander Harry, who sort of shocked the world when he, he was placed at Mooney Valley in a good race as a three-year-old uh, in the spring on a wet track. He's resumed really well. He ran up to win at Sandown, uh, and I just reckon he peaked on his run. I think the fitness got him there, and this is not a strong race. I think he's around about 5 or $6. I just thought he was a tremendous each-way chance here. The other one I was keen to have a look at, race five. You've got Ann Boone, used to be called Altai Ranger now. He was the horse who beat Yowie in that jump out. I think he's come back really well. Down the bottom in that race as well, Michael Huglin's got two very nice horses going to the races on Saturday. Rightio Powell, who goes around in a later race, and Lulu Darling, who's in goes well. race five. Uh, she's trialled up very nicely, so I think she's going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah, I, no, I don't disagree with any of them, but I'm, uh, you know, it's funny how with the, the two-year-old race, which is early in the day, Matt. So I, I think it should like be part of the quaddy because it's, it's the best race on the card, mm. the most interesting race. But I understand they generate lower turnover. So, look, I can understand from a wagering perspective. Yeah. And, and that has to drive decisions at the end of the day. So I respect that and there's no doubt about it. Hey, very quickly, we've got the brothers facing off in the Queen Elizabeth. Ed and uh, also James Cummings, of course, uh, grandsons Jewish. of the, family, the great yes. Bart Cummings. Two of the key chances. Do you reckon there's been much banter throughout the week? 
I don't know. Are they close? Are they are they mates? Well, it sounds like they play a bit of tennis and a bit of golf together. Listening okay. to uh, Ed talk on after the last last night. Did you ever meet Bart? Do you have much to do with Bart? I, did, I like, just like marvelled from marvelled from afar. Yeah, he was uh, an extraordinary person, wasn't he? He had a, a very close friend in Melbourne. Um, who was he? Was sort of he was a chemist actually that lived in Essen. I was really good mates with his son, who was a professional putter. So I sort of got to meet Bart on a, every time the races were in Melbourne. Bart was in Melbourne. He would go to this place in Essendon, this house in Essendon, after the last. And I'd always go around there. And he was out of a racing environment and um, so sort of got to see the other side of Bart. And he was a fascinating person. In what way? I, I don't know. I, I remember asking him um, when he. All the horses were boxed after track work, you know, how he sort of relaxed. And he said, watching TV. He used to sit in front of the telly, have his dinner in front of the telly. And I asked him what his favourite TV program was. And he said, Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> and he says, that show about the Second World War. He said, don't tell me who won. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's all these jokes. That, you know, everyone knows the stories about Bart, you know, like how many flies you're allowed in your stable yeah. and all that, you know, those great lines of Bart. Over the years, but that was That's one great. just off the cuff. I just broke down. I, it was just yeah. one of the funniest things anyone had said. Oh. Don't tell me who won. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sports Best of the Best Maltese, top odds are guaranteed. Place a Best of the Best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flock or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's Best of the Best to win up to five grand too. Top that. Download the app today. Top sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. A look from the book. Presented by Top Sport. Well, it's great to have Tristan Merlihan from our good friends at Top Sport on the line. Tristan, how's the week been? Yeah, been good, been good. Been a bit happening. Obviously, a big race day in uh, on Sydney, in Sydney on the weekend. So, yeah, plenty to keep us busy. And, uh, yeah, good good, after, good afternoon to you guys as well. So, no, it's, uh, it'll be good to, have a, good to have a chat and run through the weekend ahead. Good Speaking afternoon. About- it's 10.27 in the morning. <laughs> oh, I've been sitting on hold here for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to sort out Tef's tech uh, difficulties. Now, we've spoken so much about the weather, Tristan, how wet it is. Does it have a significant impact on your turnover on a Saturday? It does. It does. I think the only, um, like normally whenever there's a wet track, the, the turnover does decrease. I suppose the the benefit we've seen over the last month or so, if, if there's anything to take out of a string of wet tracks, is that punters are getting a little bit of an idea of the, the heavy form line for these horses at the moment. So probably the consistency of the of the wetness has, has helped in some sense. So I'd expect there will be a, a pretty pretty high volume of turnover on the weekend. What's the thoughts on the on the upcoming um, Brisbane Carnival? Because that's not that long. Do you have a presence on course there still, or is it just all uh, web based now? No, we're well. We're actually licensed in New South Wales, so we aren't on course. We we were on course at Border Park, a little greyhound track in New South Wales for a while. That track's being uh, renovated at the moment, but yeah, certainly not in Queensland. But yeah, it'll be a good carnival. I thought that carnival last year in Queensland was was probably the best Queensland carnival we've seen for a long time. A lot of those good horses, obviously Zaki. Uh, going around there as well, so no, I'm 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 hoping the weather uh, gives us a good run at that because if they can continue that momentum from last year, I thought it was a really good um, you know gap in between the the autumn and the spring. Do you ever did you ever um, work the wet? Do you ever have the bag around your neck? I had uh, two goes at it, and then Dad said never ever again. <laughs> <laughs> what so, happened? Uh, because I moved behind the desk. Because what did you do? 
Oh, uh, I was uh, I probably I was very young. I was a little bit wet behind the ears. I was eighteen, and I probably let a few people get on top of the each way percentages back in the day. I probably bet a few each way races when maybe uh, the eight horse fields before we had the win in place, which we do now, as we all know. But uh, there was a few people that were a little bit sharp and and got a couple over me. So yeah, I was I was uh, put back into reserve grade for a while and. Uh, applied my trade there and now hopefully I've come a bit better out the other side. There was that time, wasn't there that time that uh, Tom Waterhouse took the bag in his early days and... Oh, he got got butchered in Melbourne. He did. In all honesty, I think he was deliberately handled by uh, some pretty smart people. I think they helped Tom manipulate prices for them. Wasn't also he got a very, very uh, quick lesson. Well, uh, he learnt pretty quickly. Didn't Kerry uh, Packer also walk over a young Waterhouse? I'm not sure that was Tom or not one day place a series of bets. I think Bill walked back in to see the uh, the book and realised that there's no way that he was ever getting that money back from Kerry. I don't think he ever did. I mean, the handler got another handler. <laughs> uh, Tristan, fascinating Queen Elizabeth on Saturday. We've got angles galore, some of the best horses in the country going around. What's betting been like on the race? Is there one they've singled out at this stage? Yeah, betting's been really good, and uh, it, it's it's. I think this is a race that you you know, you, like from a bookmaking point of view, it's just the the absolute peak because you've got horses here. Where as you say, there's angles everywhere. There's different differing opinions, and that's when you can get really high turnover on a race when different people have different opinions and the market fluctuates. And it's not just a, a one goer. So very elegant's been back three sixty to three ten. Zaki there at $5, Animo $5, and Duace at $5.50 as well. And then Modophilia as well has been well supported. And then the one at Big Odds, I'm Thunderstruck, 17 into 14. So I think it's going to be like that throughout the duration of bed. And it'll be interesting to see, as we've, we've spoken a couple of times in the last fortnight or so, the punters are really stepping in in that last 25 minutes where we'll have the, the really sizable limit on this race. And it'll be interesting if anyone singles a horse out in that 20 to 25 minute zone and, and there's a one go. But I think it's going to be a, um, a pretty evenly better fare, I reckon. Who are you going to hang on to? Of all the fancied runners uh, in-house, which is the horse you're going to hang on to? We're going to go, um, and you know, I know we normally do our lay of the day a bit later on, but um, I'm actually very, very keen to lay very elegant. I, I think it's too short at the 310. I think it's it's got to be... Now, I think it's a three seventy-five to four dollars shot. So certainly, we'll be putting in very elegant for our maximum. We'll, you know, it's a champion. It's always dangerous putting a champion in, but I find that um, fascinating. I, I think we've got to give it a crack. So we're, we're going to be putting our foot on the couple down the bottom. Uh, Duace and Montefilia. I think Montefilia at seven fifty. I've got it rated a little bit shorter. I think it's uh, it probably represents the biggest value from our point of view. So we'll be uh, putting in the three favourites and hope, hoping for a split down the bottom. Looking at the early money right across multiple states. Has there been a runner or two that's been very heavily backed as that Thursday morning heading into the weekend? Yeah, there has. And they obviously cleaned us up last week with that early money in, in the early races in Sydney. And again, it's come for one of the earlier races, Paris Dior and the Percy Sykes. It's gone 350 into 245. And sometimes when you get a, a move like that, it can be a bit exaggerated and you might lay it at the 350, you might lay it at $3 and you might lay it at 270 and you get three, three chomps at it. But this one has been uh, backed at three fifty three twenty three dollars two eighty and two seventy. We've been hit at every price point. So the punters are very very keen. J Mac on board there. So uh, Paris Dior might even start a little bit shorter if, if they keep coming. So certainly a lot of confidence out of that camp. Same punters that backed Samillion last week. <laughs> Potentially, there might have been a few doubling up. So yeah, they might might be on the right wavelength again. Uh, Tristan, it's time for the the multi favorite time of the week. Yes. 
Turf, he kick us I'll off, kick off the with, ball. I, I don't like place bets, but I just think I'm going to take Commander Harry. Don't I, like place bets. You've gone place bets the last five or six I may weeks. Have, but I just want to be safe. I want the punters to get a return, and I really think Commander Harry will run the drum uh, at Caulfield. Race two. He's, he's been tried already, but um, in a field of eight, he's now he's fit. Um, 2,000 metres, terrific. Love him. Paul? I'm going to Sydney. I'm going to the Percy Sykes. Did you is know who Percy Sykes was? I'm curious. Just out of... I feel like I'm being set up here. No, no, no. So he, he was Tommy Smith's vet. Oh, so clearly he was, was a genius. No, I did, I, I did actually know that. Uh, just quickly, is this producer or Paul's bet? This is... I had one week where our producer helped me out and... You know what, Matt? You're not going to Stockman again, are you? No, I'm not. Pantanario. Uh, currently $18 in the market. Hello. Uh, wow. I, I'm tempted to go for the win purely just to blow up turf. But, but. all good. All, I haven't I'm got railing against place bets, but I will go the place. $4.60 at the moment. Um, trialled really well. A couple of jump outs. Um, really good. Um, never r- raced on the uh, heavy, but obviously yeah, barrier jump outs on the heavy. So... Oh, gee, I will go the four dollar sixty place, but gee, I'm tempted to go the eighteen dollar win. Matt, you're taking all that in. I am. I'm taking it all <laughs> in. I'm just wondering if it's worth me putting my bet out after that. But uh, I'm going to go with Yowie. I think oh, okay. uh, I think win. she'll win. Go in the win. Uh, yep. Well, you have to go to win. I mean, you couldn't yeah, take. She's three fifty. So yeah, I, I think she's. Now you're enamoured. You're enamoured with. Yowie. It's not like me to go against uh, hot jump outs. Of the unrace, but I think she could be a, a really, really good filly in what's a deep race. But uh, at three fifty, I'm happy to be with you. No, I'm not uh, disagreeing with you there. I've got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we're going to. Well, you know, you know, two of them I'm pretty confident about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the reckon audience guess I'm, which two. <laughs> I reckon I've backed more in the multis than you have, um, uh, yeah. Doctor Nark. <laughs> anyway, what's that paying, Tristan? Yeah, so we've got uh, a couple of place bits. I never thought I'd see the day, Paul, throwing in a place oh, option into the multi after all the chirp over the last month <laughs> or so. But we've gone. Uh, we've got Caulfield Race Two, Number Four, Commander Harry, the place. Randwick Race Four, Number Nine, Pantanorio, and then the place, and then Yowie in Race Four at Caulfield works out at twenty three dollars and twelve cents. So that'd be a nice little uh, can't lose Tristan. And, and maybe maybe just whack the double on the website as well, Tristan, oh. for those who want to take it. <laughs> Nothing hopes me more now than Yowie gets nailed in the line on Saturday. Tristan, what do you reckon Turf plays off in this? What a knock. <laughs> turf, if you were to guess Turf's handicap, what do you reckon it would be? At golf? Well, yeah. we, we're, we're talking about his handicap. Or what Where would you set the, the line? Be two, yeah. two different commodities. I reckon uh, he might be a sandbagger from way back, I reckon. No, nah, nah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, just quickly. About, about a seven. How, how close am a I? A seven? Yeah, yeah, you're about a third of oh. the way there. Hey, Tristan, is there any chance I can buy a slot in uh, in the dinner greyhound race and, and have a nomination? Uh, of course. I would love a, a, a nomination thrown in. It'll, it'll add a lot of uh, flavour to it. So what are you going to nominate, Matt? Well, I'll have a think about it. I'll, I'll text you on uh, over the weekend leading into Saturday night and we'll have a chat about it on Monday's show. Beautiful. That'll be good. Make sure now the only rule I'm going to throw in there is you've got to do something that is going to upset the uh, the natives. So that, that's got to be... Well, me the, being uh, all the way down here in Melbourne, I know there's going to be very few repercussions. So uh, I'm very <laughs> happy to do that. Very good. I'll wait to hear from you. Best of luck for the weekend. We'll catch you Monday. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. 
Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Well, Turfy Paul, that's all we've got time for on this week's show. Hopefully we've managed to find a couple of winners. But, Turfy, before we go, yeah, can you give, give your uh, segment a plug. Uh, yeah, tongue-tied. And uh, to the winner a couple of weeks ago, Alessandro, uh, send, send me a message. Has he still not got in touch with I you? I haven't heard from Alessandro, who's got a $100 uh, prize there waiting for him. So if you hear a slip-up, if you hear a... A mispronunciation. Uh, mis- <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. If you hear a mispronunciation of a horse name or or just uh, somebody making a blue in the world of racing, let us know. We'll find it. We'll play it. And there's a hundred bucks there for you, courtesy of our good friends at Top Sport. Are you going to nominate yourself and claim? I'll that. nominate myself. Okay, leave it in. Leave up the blue because I'm not precious like you two princesses are. <laughs> That was a good three. Presented by Racing.com and Top Sport.